Welcome to the Jacqueline Shaw Show. This is a space where we go deep, deep within, deep within where you access the sacred wisdom within you, where my truth and the truth of the women I bring on this podcast create a remembrance within you, within your soul, within your energetic field. Here, we don't look outward, we go inward, because in my world, it's always about taking you deeper in, in where your truth lives, in where your power resides, in where your soul knows. Welcome and get ready to go to the depth with me. Let's dive in. All right. Hello, hello, beautiful women. Welcome back to the Jacqueline Shaw Show. I am excited to bring this conversation forward today because I have not one, but two guests joining me today. These are both women that I feel like I have had such the pleasure and honor to get to know inside a mastermind space this year. And the connection that happens when you're in a space like this, a place where you can really show up and share fully who you are and in your truth and in the highs and lows and the emotions and all of it. Like, I feel like in a space like this, like we've really gotten to know each other and been able to witness each other in so many different versions of ourselves. So I am really excited to have both Tara Marino and Shoshana Raven with me today. We're going to dive into a potent conversation for you guys. And welcome. Welcome, ladies. Hello. Hello. Bonjour. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Oh my gosh, bonjour. I'm in Costa Rica right now and mostly I hear Spanish. So bring in the little <laughs> French in. Here we go. As we dive in to give a little quickie on Tara and Shoshana. So Tara is the founder of Elegant Femme, which is a global brand supporting women to remember their wholeness through the embodiment of beauty, luxury, enhanced relationships and evolution of the soul and Shoshana the founder of Living Brave. She's a multi-seven-figure business leader and love mentor, an idea doula for visionaries and quantum leapers, and here slaying shame globally. I just love you guys both. I love all that you represent, and I'm so excited to dive into wherever this conversation takes us today. Mm. So where are we going to start, ladies? Where do we want to dive into? I feel like we had this podcast scheduled for the end of 22 and then it got rescheduled a couple times. And now we're in the beginning of 2023. As I felt into that to start this conversation, I'm always like this believer of like things shift and move for a reason. So do you feel like there's something for you to bring forward today that you maybe wouldn't have brought forward if we had this conversation a month ago? I definitely, I definitely do. I will, I will jump in. I think, and maybe this is changing. I'd love to hear really both how you both feel about this. But about a decade ago, I started relating to the new year in a really different way. I was so over the expectation that once 2023, or whenever the new year hit, that I was expected to be someplace emotionally, physically, mentally ready for this new year, jumping in with all this creation energy. And I stopped that a long time ago. And for me, really, the beginning of every new year is so much about incubation and reflection. And I find for myself that it takes almost all of January for me 
to actually integrate and understand what the year before was actually teaching me. And if I skip over, and it's so subtle sometimes, and it's so tempting, because, you know, our egos, like we're we're all powerful business owners, we all want to, we all are impacting and influencing the world. And there's this temptation to be like, okay, come on, what's next? And we love it. Like, we, we, we love it, we get off on it, we're turned on by it. And for me, I have to watch myself, even though I have, have it, there's a deepening of wisdom every year. And it sometimes comes through my relationship or my body or a conversation where it's like, remember, remember what this time is really about for you. And right now where I am in my life, can I deepen into that more than I ever have and allow the value of the reflection that's being provided to me by life, by my body, by my soul to not just be enough, but to be more than enough and know that whatever is brought through during this time for me as uncomfortable and it's like, <laughs> that it's actually going to set the tone for my entire year. And I never would have brought that up at the end of 2022 because I was in a completely different space. It's Um, so interesting that you say that too, because the end of 2022 or like mid-December, I really had this energy where I was like, you know, okay, like I'm going to like going to dive in and it's just going to be so much like selling and fire and on. And as I announced in my business, like that I was completing sales, like I'm not going to be selling in 2023, my business. So I was like, I'm just going to go out with fire. And then all of a sudden I, and normally even between like Christmas and New Year's, I get really inspired and creative and love to work and hold master classes. And I was like, oh no, interesting. That feels not there. And a conversation I've been having with a lot of women, a lot of my clients, my business partner, we're actually just having it this morning too, is like, there's been such a, like, there doesn't feel like a rush into this year, such a like ease into it. I feel like a lot of us are being called to like really surrender and surrender deeper and definitely like not what I thought was coming for me in the beginning of the year. I love that two ladies brought that forward because it really, for me looking at it, it's like whenever we should ourselves into something is when we feel this unnecessary pressure and this energy leak of, okay, how do I really feel and how should I be in this moment? And that space in between can be so contracting. There's actually like a contraction that you feel in your body with all the energy, like moving up into the head and where should I be and what are my goals? And it sounds like Jacqueline in you letting go of pressure of what you should be doing, your true desire was able to have the space and the relaxation to come through, which it maybe was selling a lot and maybe it was reflecting more. And so I feel that it's all about being authentic. Like even what Tara was saying in the beginning of the call, where you're, where your heart is and how you're feeling and us telling you, like, sometimes like it's so empowering, even when you're not okay, because there's this authenticity that comes through like this true eradication of shame, you know, like shame around, I shouldn't be where I am. I shouldn't be feeling relaxed in the new year. I shouldn't be feeling like I want to sell every day. And that often when we feel triggered, because I know I felt like activated, like, oh, why are you so in your new year vibe? Or why are you so like this? Or I feel like relaxing and gosh, the new year should be about this or like that. It's just being okay exactly where we're at. 
you know, and some people want to fly into the air and I love that for them. And some people want to relax and I'm different every day. And the more that I'm okay with where I am, the more it's like we, we go through seasons and that's the most beautiful thing about being in relationship with you all is that I see your seasons and you amaze me. And then when I go through my seasons and I forget that there's always a come up after the come down, I see your story. And I'm like, yep, there she is again, going through on the other side. And that's what's going to happen for me as well. This is why I think it's so important, you know, that we've experienced this, but so important to like be in spaces with other leaders, with other women, like mastermind spaces, because you get to like really, for me so much that I love about it is being able to stand in sacred witness, you know? So it's like really being able to like witness and observe and like, remember again, like who I am, who we all are. Versus being like, I should be here or expectations, you know, I, I, I think that at there's times where it feels like, you know, you could go into like a mastermind space and it feels like there's competition or comparison or whatever that is. And I think something really beautiful about the space that we're part of, and I know the space that like we each hold, it's really a space where you get to come into being fully who you are and be witness in that and be a witness for others. Yeah. You know, I love this reminder so much that you're both bringing forward. It's like the way, and you said this word, the sacred witness, Shoshana, you said that word. And it's, isn't it completely crazy how we can see it in someone else and we get inspired when they go, you know, in the ebbs and the flows, because we know they're going to come back up. And I've seen it in both of you. And that when we're in there, sometimes we're like, am I ever ever, ever going to be on the other side of this. And I think for me personally, this complete idea of can I sacredly witness myself the way I do others? Can I honor that truth no matter where I am in the peak or the valley and, and gift that level of loving to myself? Because it is so inspiring when we witness each other. And we know, like I can think of so many stories just even in the short amount of time of witnessing those ebbs and flows and seeing you both come out the other side, like, oh my gosh, like even more evolved, higher, more congruent, more inspired, more. And I trust that in you. I know it's going to happen. I know you're going to go there and you come back out and I just get to love you the whole entire way. And then when we're in it ourselves, it is that remembering of, yeah, I can say, I can honor the sacred witnessing inside of myself and I can have that faith. Yeah, Tara, when you said that there about the love that, you know, that you get to give to others when they're in the seasons and and being able to hold that space of love, like that's something that I know you've done so many times so beautifully for me. And that question there, it's like, we get to hold that love for others. Can we hold that same level of love for ourselves? I mean, that's, that's to me is everything. This special process at the end of the year, we have a creation guide that I actually created like 14 years ago when I was sitting in the public library in Santa Monica, California. We had just, I'd sold my wedding ring to start Elegant Femme. We were, we moved out of our custom home into this little two bedroom, one bathroom apartment. And I went to the public library and I like, you know how we have these, right? We have these transmissions from God that just, I still utilize it to that day. And at the very last question, it's like, if nothing else but this happens this year, how will I know it's the best year of my life? And all I kept writing this year was, 
love myself even more, love myself even more, love myself the way I love others. Like it's this, and I knew it like in my mind, I'm like, this is so simple. Like, but there's a bursting forward, I feel like of my heart space that I'm being called forward into this year in a way like I never, ever have before. And just imagine what, what would the world look like if women could love ourselves the way we loved others? And what a, what a joyful way to move through the world as well. Like when I can access that, being my own best friend before I had a business, before I had a platform, I remember that was one of the first things that came through, you know, when there's like the universal truths that come through on your journey, it's like be your own best friend and my dark nights of the soul. And it would be like crying myself to sleep after an episode of just seeking outside of myself with the wrong partners, you know, with substances, just like getting to rock bottom and hearing the voice, like, you know what to do. And that, that, you know, what to do from here is like, fall in love with yourself again. You know, that's all it ever was. And there's so many points in my journey before I started my platform where I had that deep, like knees on the earth moment. And the voice came and it's like voice of higher self, you know, voice of that loving presence. It says, you know what to do. Stop seeking outside of yourself. Learn to love your alone time. Like you can never be bored with yourself. Be the most fun person to hang out with. And I remember thinking, what if walking around Whole Foods just with me and me was like the best day ever? Like I'm so funny. I'm eating the salad bar, walking around the store, like shopping is fun. Like being with myself is beautiful. And that's definitely, there's new levels, you know, when you are speaking about this and like, I just had a total breakthrough at the beginning of the year, reflecting back on last year of like, this year is really about how good can my relationship with myself get? We always ask, how good can this get? Like how much money could I have? How good can this business get? How good can my relationship get? How vibrant can my sisterhood get? And I felt really like, yeah, I love myself, but actually how good can it get? Because I realized where I still have certain things that are like checklist things checklist relationships, checklist items, checklist practices that I do where I can eliminate. It's like less is more. And if my relationship with myself is like, oh, this is so good, then we would never receive relationships or certain things that don't make us feel fully alive, that aren't fully accepting of our full, like our vibrancy, our thriving, our success. And so many times people still edit themselves, you know, around people or hold back in certain ways because I've got to have this, what it is, is a checklist relationship, a checklist thing in our life. But if you really do feel like, gosh, I'm my own best friend. I want to see me win. I love myself. And it's like, the bar is so high. So I've really been asking myself, like, how good can it get? But with me and me, and then I don't need so much. I think last year was really about sisterhood, community, thriving, like, gosh, I want people to celebrate with, right? Like we all need that. And it is such a nutrient. Like Tara, you're like, I feel better. Even when we first jumped on this call, like being together, we need that. But I think I realized I had a huge breakthrough this month of, gosh, I love that. And I have that now, but I didn't realize that it was still coming from need. Like I don't need it as much. I don't need as many people to celebrate with. I don't need I love that I have it, but like when your relationship with you is so good, how good can it get? It's like everything else truly is more. And I tr- I'm excited to see how good it can get with ourselves using each other as mirrors. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. I love that. And something you said there 
the words that really like I felt into is being fully alive. And a question that I have for either of you is what do you think stops people like holds people back from the space of being fully alive with themselves? The first thing that comes to me, my whole platform, right, is around shame and feeling like there's something that you have to hide. I had no idea what I was creating when I created Living Brave. It was really just this entire paradigm shifting way of moving through the world. When I looked at my deepest, darkest secret, which is I have general herpes, so much shame around HSV, connected to shame around sex, connected to shame that you're a woman, connected to shame that you're a, a, a sexual expressed being. And that feeling like I had something to hide, I did not realize how much that was taking away from me really thriving and feeling alive. It had to take actually the diagnosis for me to realize how many stories I was carrying around. I'm not good enough. I'm going to be alone. What if they find out? I felt conditional confidence on the surface of what I had created. I'm a good person. I'm traveling the world. I've built a certain level of freedom, but underneath are all these ancestral patterns, stories on who I am as a woman. So this diagnosis, if something is common as the cold, you know, two and three people have HSV one or two, and make me feel like I'm going to be alone forever. What do I really believe about myself? And often shame is so suppressed in the darkness that we don't realize how much energy it's really taking from us. Every time you feel like you should change who you are, every time if they only found out, every time there's a secret that doesn't feel like some people, like, I don't want to tell the internet about HSV. That's amazing. If that's coming from, this is an intimate detail I'd like to keep private rather than <gasps> if they found out about me. If only they knew it ruined me. Anything that you feel would ruin you. Anything that's a shadow, anything that you keep private, anything that ah, I don't want them to think I'm imperfect. Ah, I don't want them to think that I'm taking. What if you are in some ways able to take? What if you are imperfect? What if you just are that? And I feel that acceptance creates this magnetism. It's like when I started telling people about genital herpes and the men I was telling tried to make out with me as I'm telling them. And the, the people that I looked up to and admired said, you know, this might sound weird, but that makes you so much more of a badass. I respect you. I admire you. Like, I remember there was a writer I wrote for Elephant Journal back in the day and Waylon is the founder of Elephant Journal. And I remember I was afraid to introduce myself to him. The first time I saw him in person, I was like, oh my God, that's Waylon. And then a year later, I was on this vulnerability project where I was telling people my deepest, darkest secrets as a practice. And I said, hey, Waylon, I have a story. I'm Shoshana. I've been writing it for your platform for years. I have a story. I want to share it. And he's like, let me help you. Like, I'll hook you up with a writer. I'll make sure that it's that it's published. We become friends. I'm sitting on his couch telling him my deepest, darkest secrets. And he's like, this is so cool. Like, it was a number one hit on the site. It was like the thing that I was so afraid to tell people is my connection point with the people I admire most and why people want to learn from you. It's like you can take any element of your story and turn it into gold. Even when you feel like, holy shit, give me a sign. How is this happening for me? But you become the kind of person who your context, right? Is that everything you touch turns to gold. It's all happening for you. The things you fear most, I hope they happen. So you find out who you are in the process. 
you know, and that to me is a sense of aliveness of like, bring it, I'm here, bring it on. We're not going anywhere. Well, with that story and with your Shannon, I'm so happy I asked this question, but people feel truth. People resonate with truth. Truth carries a frequency. So when we're not willing to speak our truth, when we hold back, it creates this hold back energy all around us. Completely. You know, everything that you've shared inside of there, you know, the the courage, and I know your your platform, Shoshana, is about being brave, right? The, the courage and the bravery to be able to stand in that truth. We have a program called Live You Fully. It was one of the first ones that I created inside of Elegant Femme. And the underlying fear that I, we've isolated with every single one of us inside of it is the fear of loss of love. That if we were to really live really, really live all of who we are, that there would be some point, some limit, some something, whether it's a secret or a, some aspect of ourselves, that if we were to really live all of who we are, that there would be a tipping point where we would lose someone we love. And if we take this full circle with everything we've been talking about today and look at the core priority in our lives, which is loving us enough, to live fully, then those other pieces, right? They they take on a different meaning. They take on a different perception. It's the fuel is different. It's not being fueled by the fear of if I do or if I don't. It's not being fueled by the need of if I do or if I don't. The fuel is this is an expression of the love of who I am. And if we can ride on that as a priority in our lives, like to me, this is, this is, this is it, this is it. Like we talk about an elegant family living a beautiful soul-led life, like that's it. If we can live on the fuel of, I am the deepest expression of love, me as I am. And as I gift myself the permission to express that, I'm living fully. Mm -hmm. I'm living fully. When I give myself permission to express that, to be that when you said the limit to love that really like struck something within me as well, because when I first like embarked on the journey that I'm on and on my spiritual journey, and like really when I embarked on like going inward to find the depth of love within me, the first thing that like I came up against again and again and again, and this is during a time that I call my spiritual smackdown. And it was like, I had put limits on my love. I was like, okay, I can love as long as this, I can love until this time I can love. And every time it was like that limit would come in. I feel like God was just there being like, Oh, aren't you cute? You think that there's a limit? Like, let me show you. And so like literally like a time and time again, I was like, Nope, like here's the cutoff. It was like, Oh yeah, no, no. You have no idea of the depth of love, the capacity to hold love, to be love. And that's when it, for me, it was like, okay, I'm just like, <laughs> I got to surrender into like, I don't, no. And I'm just going to be willing to go deeper and deeper and deeper in love. Yeah. Jacqueline, I love that you bring this because it's so related to that full acceptance of self and where often there's an editing for, if I am my full self, if I am the frequency of truth, like all that I am, and I embrace that. And I don't, I don't need to should myself, like we were talking about in the beginning, that's actually the only way of accessing true love. What I found is for so long in my life, 
I have always felt like there was something missing. I was always in the relationship where my patterns were arising. I was always with people who validated the, do you really like me? Do you really like me? Do you really love me? And I was so insecure that I willed those things to be true. No, I was with people who weren't really committed. I was with people who didn't really know if they loved me because I was so unsure that they became unsure. I was so editing myself that it's like, even if there was love, it was so conditional. It was so rocky. It was so insecure that all of my insecure patterns arose. So what happened through the vulnerability project of what if my deepest shame is a source of my greatest power? And what happens when I tell my deepest secrets, the people I fear most, the men in my life, the people who I think if only they knew the truth about me, they start to make out with me. But what really the biggest thing that happened was the one person that I was dishonest with about HSV. And I was so afraid, so afraid. I was trying to set a date. I wanted to meet him in person so I could tell him I was not truthful with you. And I was so afraid. I was so afraid to tell you the truth that I just never told you. And now it's months later and we're not in a relationship, but I, I owe it to you. And I want to share this story publicly. And I know that I could help people. And so I drove over to his house. I'm blasting rising Appalachia resilient. My windows are all the way down. I remember exactly what I was wearing, like this turtle necklace. I'm like, oh my gosh, I was about to throw up when I walked into his house. He's like, my hands are on my head. I'm turned around. Like, he's like, do you want to go sit outside? I'm like, nope, I need to do this right here, right now. I told him, and this is someone who I was connected with in my deepest of party phase. Like I didn't feel like we had a relationship. I felt like I was just an object to this person. I was just a girl he was dated. When I told him my truth, he was so loving, so accepting. Give me the biggest hug. It was the realest hug I've ever felt in my life. I felt connected to this person for the first time. And I realized in that moment, I was the one undervaluing me. He never undervalued me. My idea of how he saw me was my own projection, that he's a full human, that I have real love in the places that I never thought, that there's love all around me, that there's connection all around me when I decide to be in my truth. I'm an invitation. And so what he did was he started apologizing to me about ways he wasn't truthful. He texted me on the way home and said, hey, I want you to know I love you. I'm here for you. I'm so happy that you came over. You know, in that moment where I just said, here I am, I love myself was the first time I accessed true love with this person. For the first time I accessed real love in my life. Once I loved myself, it was like the first time I got to access true love. Right. And that comes back to what we were talking. How good can my relationship with myself get? Well, if there's any relationship in my life where I'm not fully celebrating or I'm not fully expressing myself because I'm afraid I'll lose love, it's not real love. And therefore, if you can't be in a relationship with me because I'm myself and, and I'm still in a relationship with you, what does that say about me and me? Because I'll never accept love less than I give myself. So it's really about that acceptance. And that's magnetic because that's what we all want. It's so rare. You know, it's like when you can say, here's all of me and truly I accept it and I love it. Gosh, the people who are ready for that want to be around you. You don't need a marketing plan. You don't need a crazy email sequence. You just need like, that's so rare and it's so valuable and it's so priceless to really be in full acceptance of ourselves. And there are people who want that. There are people 
who love you for that. But the one foot in one foot out kind of like, maybe I'll be all of me. Oh, maybe it's too much. That's what's disrupting the relationships. Hmm. I love that you, the words that you keep using is the me and me, like the me and me, just every time you say it, I just feel this like energy moving through me. And I love also how you like brought this back in the end to like the magnetism and the marketing and all of, you know, all of that right here. We're in a conversation, like three incredibly successful women in our businesses. And this entire conversation has been about love and being rooted in love and anchored in love and love for self. And I truly feel like that has been the element that's got us to where we are today. And it affects everything, right? Just like you were saying at the end, the marketing, the this, the that, our relationship with money, all of it affects everything. It's so simple, but it's so potent. And as you say that there, it's so simple and it's, but it's so potent. Like what is it in us that makes us want to like complicate the fuck out of everything? (laughs) I think it goes back to this idea that, that we're aware of, but can be so challenging to extract that we attach our value in the past. We have a tendency to attach our value and our self-worth to what we do. And the more complicated we can make it, the more we can create this idea of what everything is we need to do to justify the truth of what it is we already know. And society, it's it's so tempting to fall into it. So tempting. So I think it's just really continuing to unravel that deepest truth that the ego loves complexity. It can justify it. It could create stacks of evidence around the why something is okay or not okay based on. And I feel like the soul loves simplicity. On If we can ourselves value the simplicity, because the other thing for me, it's like the ego, the complexity, it's based on that foundation of, of proving. When we move into the soul conversation, into the loving conversation, into the simplicity There's no proof needed. And I think for us inside the human dynamic, that can be really challenging because if we don't feel a proof, it's difficult to feel justified. So if we really move into that, that restful place inside of the Mm -hmm. simplicity and the love and the no need to prove, I also feel like this is the difference between where need operates and where desire operates. Mm. When you desire something, someone's like, well, why? Because I desire it. That's it. That's it. Nothing else is needed. There's a simplicity. There's a truth. There's a knowing. The complexity, the ego, the proving as, well, why? Because I need it. Well, why do you need it? Oh, because of this and this and this and this and it. Like, it's just, okay, I don't know when you, about the two of you, but when I even go into that side, my, and I can feel my energy leak come immediately, like pour right out of my heart. Like, oh, these are all, this is all the reasons. Over here, it's like, ah, because. <laughs> oh stop like that's it like ah I can feel it like I can feel the energy in my feet and my hands it's like because but isn't that that to me like that's so sexy like why because <laughs> that's it that's it I absolutely love this and as you're like sharing I'm like this for me was like such a big piece and the like just desire because mm-hmm. I desire and this was a big part of my like money journey honestly oh. because it was like okay well if I 
need more money. I can make more money like that. I was like, I got this, like I'm really good at. And so there was a period of time where I'm like, well, I have to just like keep needing more so that I can make more so that I can like, you know, like all of these things. And I was like, okay, no, that's just this like illusion that I've like bought into for myself that I'm just not allowed to want, that I'm not just allowed to desire, that I'm not allowed to just decide. Yeah. You, you know, you both have femme in your brand names. And to me, looking at energetics, like feminine, masculine energetics are just a beautiful map, you know? And I think sometimes people say I'm too masculine and really what that is, is ego. It's not masculine because masculine energy is beautiful. It's just your ego judging yourself, you know, but the feminine side of things, it's been so undervalued and so ignored and not really taught. We're taught how to raise our inner boy, but not our inner girl, you know, which is the emotional mastery, how to be disappointed, how to be devoted. I don't want to. Yeah. But you, you devote, you follow through in service to love and in service to connection rather than discipline paradigm. You know, it's like devotion. We learn devotion. We learn how to navigate our emotions. And this is all raising our inner girl and loving our emotions. I think sometimes why we complicate things is because we're comfortable in our heads. We're overthinking. We're overdoing. Our brains are literally like over-processing. And as women, most of us, our energy is in our low body. Our energy is in our ability also to relax and release and intuit rather than think. And so many of us, we push the energy up. It's like contractions. So many people contract in the low body, disconnected, tight hips, not able to just like move. And it all gets stuck in the headaches and the shoulder pain and the trying to figure it out. It's like, why do we make it so complex? It's because it's vulnerable and it's foreign to actually feel the underlying emotion, you know? And that's why it takes an incredible mentor. And I love our mentorship space. It's like, okay, but should I do this? And should I do that? And should I do this? And it's like, maybe game planning isn't the best thing. And it's understanding why you're busying yourself in the mind and are you sad? What's happening underneath there? Are you overwhelmed? Why are you overwhelmed? Rather than trying to figure it out and to actually see underneath the surface, because it's tender just because it's simple doesn't mean it's not brave and scary. And even pleasure is so foreign that we'll avoid it at all costs. We say consciously we want pleasure, but it's like vulnerable space. I want space. You know how many clients are like, I want space. Okay. Uh, I feel really uncomfortable. I have so much space. I don't know what to do. It's like, you know, looking at the unconscious and conscious and the different sides of ourselves and our beauty and how we can complicate and figure things out, but also in where that's holding us back from the spaciousness and the pleasure and the creativity and the emotions that might be simple, but they're foreign and they're scary and they're brave. It's brave to do something that most people aren't doing, which is to relax. And relax, especially as a CEO, say it gets to be simple. You start to question if you're irresponsible. And so I like to say, you know, like just be a rebel. And yet, gosh, we're all humans. So we're all going to walk with bravery, which is walking with fear. And you do it enough times that it becomes confidence, you know, but it's scary. Oh my, <laughs> oh my gosh. Do I ever feel that energy a lot right now? You know, you using the word space and how like brave it is to step into that. And like, what do you do with that space? So when I 
like that energy for me of deciding to not sell in 2023 really came through because I was like, I desire spaciousness and like so much spaciousness. And I was like, this is the way that, that I'm going to create the spaciousness. And does it make sense up in my mind as like a CEO move, you know, like absolutely not. And I had so many of my clients were like, so expanded by my decision. And they're like, I love it for you. And then there was also the questions of like, why and why now? Like you just spent the year like building your personal brand and it's kicking off and Fem's coming to a completion and you've just started your podcast, which I've always said is just like my number one place of connection. It's the number one place where usually clients come into my world. And so it doesn't make sense, but it makes so much sense. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't make sense in my mind. It makes so much sense in my soul and the things that have unraveled since I have made this decision it's just like beyond like mind-blowing you know and it's like I'm like I, I I desire spaciousness I desire more time to be in being and I know that that's also what a lot of people felt when they're like I don't get it why it was like you want more time to like just be and to be alone and to not be in this like movement and I'm like I've been building an online business since my son was five weeks old he's about to turn nine like I'm like I get to just choose this and that's the, the flexibility as we move through this, that we can change our minds. We can honor that inner knowing that it's always above logic that we make the truest decisions. Always the confidence to trust ourselves in the space, how much faith that requires. You know, it, it just just to be inside of the space in our lives, to allow what everything that you've both been saying, the receiving capacity of the feminine is a space mm-hmm. for us to receive physically, emotionally, mentally. It's a space for us to receive. And when we don't allow any space in our physical, like our external lives, right, it affects everything internally. And the vulnerability that it requires to trust that space and the faith to be inside of the divine unknowing in our lives and allow the witnessing of what's meant to flow in at the time it's meant to flow in and not to force and not to push and not to withhold. I was just talking to a client this morning and she said, it's so beautiful to witness. And I'm sure you've both witnessed this as well. the, The courage that it takes to trust ourselves to bring things to completion when it's time when we know it's time versus holding on to something past completion and moving into stagnation or forcing something into our lives because we think it has to be that way right now and and feeling that like letting go of both of those things and allowing allowing the space this is such a beautiful beautiful way to to enter anything but i think in 2023 to allow the space of the year to provide its reflection to us and what we're uniquely being called into. Yeah. A lot of faith and a lot of courage and a lot of bravery. I love this. I feel like right there, I, we just answered the question that I asked in the beginning of like, you know, why this conversation didn't happen in 2022, like why it's coming forward now. I absolutely love you both. I've loved this conversation Final questions. Shoshana, you just said that in the last little bit when you were speaking, you you talk about the mentorship space that we all are part of. And it sparked this question that I want to ask each of you. What's for you the yummiest part, the most beautiful part of mentorship? Mm. 
Right when you said that, I thought about modeling and mirroring, you know, when we were talking about the freedom, like, oh, the freedom and not having to explain ourselves, like expression over explaining, just like I have clients like, why'd you move to Mexico? I just wanted to, you know, why'd you launch this thing? That doesn't make sense. Like that wasn't the plan, but I felt like it, you know, like I remember the first time I met this beautiful woman when I was traveling and she's like, I'm going to the train station. I'm like, what time's the train? She's like, I don't know. Where are you going? I don't know. I was like, what? You can do that? It's the permission of seeing the behind the scenes of how people are. And I think in mentorship, we get to really see it up close. I've learned how to be a better mentor through seeing how my mentors mentor. That's what I've received the most. It's like, oh, you can answer a question like that. Oh, you can speak to people like that. Oh, you can lead a program like that. You can create art like that. And so we learn the art form, right? Our, our teachers, and then we we witness them and breaking the rules and making it their own. And we get inspired and then we go create ourselves. So I love just that up close modeling, mirroring permission, you know, and it, I think it happens at an accelerated speed, the closer that we get. And that's really what mentoring is. It's like, ah, all right, I could do that. It's like, yeah, you could do that. And the best is when we get to be our own permission, but the best mentor is the one who the question dissolves in the asking of the question, you know, and the, I know the way that you think. And through our relationship, I go to ask the question and you make me trust myself in just asking it, it dissolves because I realized I was seeking permission from you and now I get it within myself. Oh, that's the most beautiful thing. So, so good. So, so good. So as I was reflecting, I and mean, this is a really good question, by the way, this is a really good question. And I think for me, I feel for me, it's two reasons. One, the witnessing of how alike we all are. And what I mean by that is being inside of a really elevated space with powerful, successful women and knowing that we all go through challenges and difficulty, the same as anyone, right? The same as anyone in the world. I mean, that alikeness, right? We all go through deep, dark, challenging, high, like all of it. And yet in a mastermind at a particular level, you get to witness the power in the response. And that's what makes us different. As a woman who is continuing to commit and devote herself to higher and higher and higher levels of evolution, you get to witness the power of that response in each woman and, and yourself. That's the elevation. That's the change. That, that's everybody's capable of it. It's the response to that moment in life. Not that we get one choice, chance of it either. We get again and again and again and again. So it's limited. No, it's limitless not limited. And the other thing, you know, in, in leading masterminds for years now, right? My creme de la femme opened up in 2011. And then being a part of a mastermind at such a high level, uh, this is vulnerable for me to share. And, I, and uh, I'm really, really honored to share it. I think we all go through this in business where it's like, there's so many, there's so many amazing women out there. Like, how am I actually special or unique or different? Is it all being done? Is there already so much amazingness out there? Like what, what, what could I possibly offer in the world that isn't? So one of the reflections that's come through me in, in this mastermind space that we're both in and a reminder is actually, yes, how alike we are, 
but also how unique we are. There is no one, no one like me, like you, or like you on this planet. As successful as we are, as aligned as we are, as powerful as we are, there is no one, no one. And that's what's poured through me in a reminder in the short amount of time. Because yes, it's permission. Yes, it's confidence. But, and yes, it's remembering. But there's a reflection of my own intrinsic, beyond value, beyond self-worth, like intrinsic beingness as Tara that is humbling, exciting, and really comforting. And if I wasn't in a mastermind space, I, I don't feel that I would have that reflection at the accelerated rate that I have. Oh, my goodness. I am so happy I asked that question, you guys both. Like, I, man, I am just in awe of you, in love with you. Like, thank you. Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for sharing your truth. Thank you for being the frequency of love. I am so excited for the world to hear this conversation. I'm so excited to share it, to share you guys and your magic. So as we close off and complete here, tell us where you hang out, where we can all find you and connect deeper. So for me, it's elegantfemme.com is my website. It's our Elegant Femme website. And then of course, Elegant Femme One on Insta. Those are the places. I have a podcast. Actually, I have a podcast. The Beautiful Soul Led Life podcast, which you are both absolutely going to be on this year. Oh my God. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> I can't wait. And we'll drop all those spaces in the show notes too. So you guys can have easy access. And Shoshana, where's, where yeah. are you? Oh my gosh. Well, I just interviewed Jacqueline on my podcast, Living Brave, where everything started. It's wild because I think it's permission too that, gosh, there have been months on end where I don't do podcasts. And then it's just for me, it's like a home, you know, that I that I come back to again and again and get really vulnerable on there. So I love the Living Brave podcast, but I hang out a lot on Instagram as well. Shoshana underscore Raven. I have my Living Brave community on Facebook and yeah. I would love to hear what resonated with you, what landed with you. You know, I think sometimes we listen like flies on the wall and you might love Jacqueline's podcast. And I mean, this woman runs her podcast. This is completely free. Like she, like we said, we're human too. And it really means so much when you share this episode, when you give Jacqueline like a rating, a review, it takes five seconds it's so impactful when you tell us what landed with us so that we know even the part that we can reshare to help other people and that you build that connection because really the only difference between inspiration and envy is that connection point. And so the more that you can really build connection with the people that you admire, that you look up to who help you, it's changed my life. And so I just want to encourage you to share this episode, connect with us. Um, there's no one too big you know, that you can't like connect with. And I surely see all my messages, even if it's not me who responds. So it means the world to me. Thank you. I so agree. I love that connection in DMs. I love when people share and I get to see the part that they love and what they share. And it's such, you know, I know that there's going to be so much resonance within this episode for so many people. So again, thank you both so 
much. I absolutely adore you and have loved, loved, loved this conversation. And I'll see you both where I see you next. Gorgeous, thank you for being here with us, with me today. These conversations, these riffs, these transmissions are seriously life-giving. They nurture my human, they nurture my soul. These are the type of conversations I want more of, and I know you do too. I'm so happy that you're here. It's truly an honor for me to bring my voice to this space. I love you. I will see you back here next week. In the meantime, please come join me on Instagram, Jacqueline underscore Shaw underscore. And if you have women in your world that you feel would love this podcast too, I would be so honored, so deeply honored if you share it with them. I love you. I see you. I'm standing in sacred witness of all that you are. Thank you for going deep with me.